by Rebecca Spencer. from almost the halfway line. Welcome to N17 Women, the only podcast about Tottenham Hotspur women's team. I'm Rachel, I'm your host today, and I am joined by Caroline and Sean. How are you both doing today? Yeah, good, thank you. A little bit uh, tired after so much football, but it's great to be back. Yeah, it was a really nice week of Spurs women football, so I'm feeling positive. Exactly. What could be better than two wins to talk about? But we have got a lot to get through. We have two games since the last podcast. We've also got a bunch of listeners' questions. We will try and answer most of them, but apologies if we don't get to yours today. We will save any that we haven't discussed for our next pod. So let's start by going back in time to Sunday when we played our second WSL game of the season. It was our first home game against Bristol, who are new to the WSL this season. And Willem named the same starting 11 as he did against Chelsea, which meant that we had Becky Spencer in goal. We had a back line left to right of Ash Neville, Molly Bartrip, Luana Bula and Angarad James. A double pivot of Evelina Sumanum and Olga Artinen with Drew Spence just in front of them as a 10. And a front line left to right again of Grace Clinton, Martha Thomas and Celine Bizet. I guess that wasn't a big surprise to either of you, but did you have any thoughts about the selection? No, no, I mean, it's nice to see some consistency, which we suffered with a lack of, I think, last season. So good to see some consistency right at the beginning. And, you know, after the way their team played against Chelsea, not really a surprise that they all got another shout this time around. Yeah, agreed. I was happy to see Becky get another run out in goal. So hopefully we can see more consistency from that position this season. And I thought it was also good for the starting 11 we had seen previously to get more time to gel together, build up some momentum. So yeah, I was I was really happy with the lineup. Yeah, like you, I like the idea of consistency. There was maybe one or two players I wasn't fully convinced about in the first game against Chelsea. But, you know, it's good to give that team chance to work together. So and Bristol was a good team to do that against because, you know, they weren't going to necessarily be the strongest opposition. So The first half, Spurs started strongly and by the end of the half were three up. So the game was pretty much dead at that point. But initially it looked like it might be one of those games where we have all the chances but struggle to finish anything. That was until 31 minutes in when Evelina pulled back the ball to Olga, who was unmarked outside the box and fired in a long range shot low and to the left to open the scoring. Just four minutes later, Martha Thomas scored probably a contender for ridiculous goal of the day as the Bristol keeper Marchese went to kick the ball out and didn't notice that Thomas was approaching for a right, meaning that as the ball left her hands, Thomas was able to block it with, I think it was her bum or her back or something, and it rolled sort of agonisingly slowly into the goal with them both sort of watching on until it crossed the line, at which point Thomas started cheering. A few people have pointed out this was almost an exact replica of the goal that Alex Pop had scored for Germany in the Euros against Arsenal and Austrian keeper Zinsberger. The irony, of course, is that Marquise is actually on loan to Bristol from Arsenal and that meanwhile, Arsenal were having their own goalkeeping hell away at Manchester United. Not that we're trying to rub any salt into any wounds or anything like that. Um, The final goal of the half was much more straightforward. In injury time, Grace Clinton dribbled across the top of the box. She was brought down and a free kick awarded. 
Evelina Sumanen went up to take it and having narrowly missed the target with an earlier free kick, she got this one inch perfect and into the top right. So perhaps we could start by talking about two of our goal scorers, the midfield finished pairing Olga and Evelina, their goals, but also their partnership and basically just a chance to say lots and lots of lovely things about both of them and those strikes. I mean, I have to be honest, when uh, Olga struck that, that, that first shot, I wasn't sure it had enough to get into the back of the net, but it did. So that was good news. I think Evelina seems to be really enjoying playing with Olga from her, what she said, post-match and things. They're, they're able to communicate in their native language, which makes things a bit easier and yeah Olga's come in and and really doesn't look out of place doesn't look like she's not played in the WSL before Um, and I'm sure having that kind of friendship already there does help and we've seen Evelina before we've seen well we've seen Evelina score lots of free kick for Finland less so for Spurs so really nice to see her I mean the first one I don't think was as close as you suggested it might be but the second one was absolutely spot on and uh, you know great to see her doing that and and Drew celebrating with her who obviously is another player who likes to score from a free kick and was standing over the ball as well so I think she might have been a little bit less happy if Evelina hadn't scored it she might have wanted to have taken it in retrospect but great to see we've got a couple of players now who can take free kicks and and get them inch perfect yeah loving seeing that like the rest of the team two players who seem to be really happy doing what they're doing and getting it right yeah it seems like they have really great chemistry together obviously from their time with their national team. But if they can bring that to Spurs, even better. And, you know, we started off last season with those two absolute bangers. Uh, I think it was Ash and Drew. So I felt like we were due for a really good long range goal to start the season at home. And I think actually the fact that this was a home game, the first home game of the season, it was nice that the fans got to see two really great goals like that from Olga and from Evelina. I know we're going to get on to talking about Martha's goal, which was maybe not as impressive. But yeah, I think our midfield already looks so much better than it did last season. And I think the balance that Olga and Evelina bring is really a big part of that. Yeah, I'm absolutely team Olga Evelina I think they've been fantastic together I think it's clear that Olga is still getting a little bit tired by the end of games and we'll talk later about her getting substituted off and I think that makes sense because the Swedish league was in full swing when she came to Spurs so she hasn't really had a proper break whereas other players have more so but yeah she seems not only to be playing well but you can see her dictating play she's talking a lot she's telling other players where to be and she does seem to be the missing link that is just creating a midfield that can sort of pass through the centre which we just never did the whole of last season I feel like if we had any attacks they would go up the wing we just never ever went through the middle and it's it's so exciting that she finds spaces and avenues and Evelina's doing the same I mean Evelina really has stepped up a level and I'm I'm very happy about both of them as you can tell Okay, so as you said, Caroline, there, we're going to talk about Martha's goal. And this is the second goal we've seen from her that's been the result of basically, I'd say, sort of harrying and pressing the keeper and taking her chances when she got them from scraps in both there were goalkeeper errors but at the same time there's got to be someone forcing those errors there's got to be someone who picks up on those errors and she seems to be that person I mean she is approaching Beth England levels of numbers which we'll get to later but how impressed have you been with her energy and pressing as well as goals yeah I mean it's great to see isn't it we've we lost Rachel Williams and we've and since then we haven't had a player who's been that kind of in the box harrying forcing the ball into the net kind of a player which we've said we've missed and it looks like we found that it's interesting that some people were worried about 
Martha and were sort of suggesting that she wasn't going to be a Beth England scoring every game kind of player. But as it turns out so far, uh, she maybe is just in a different kind of a way to Beth. And it doesn't matter how the ball goes in the back of the net. What matters is that the ball goes in the back of the net, that we're building confidence at this point in the season. So yeah, loving seeing that and the runs that she's making. And with time, hopefully that just leads to more goals. Yeah, I will fully admit I was one of those people who was skeptical about signing Martha. Uh, And I think part of that is just down to the fact that she wasn't getting many minutes at all for United. So I just hadn't seen that much of her. Um, And I didn't have a good idea of, you know, what kind of striker she was and what she was going to bring to the team. But I think that after these you know, first few games, it's pretty clear that she can score from a variety of different positions in different ways. So I think we've needed, you know, like y'all alluded to somebody like that kind of Rachel Williams type who is going to be a bit of a poacher at times, who's going to be opportunistic, but I think also has a really good shot on her as well. So we're going to see traditional goals from her in addition to these kind of more scrappy ones. Yeah, she's not going to win the Pushkas Award for this goal, but it was still pretty entertaining to watch. Yeah, in the stadium, you heard that thud as it came off her. It was so loud and it was just, it was brilliant. It was made you laugh. But I agree, she is... I you know I'm 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 kind of a bit confused about her because I I love the fact that she's scoring these goals and I absolutely love her pressing her harrying her, her just like she's just annoying you know if you think about those games that she played with Millie Bright where Millie Bright seemed to be getting annoyed with her for when she was playing for Scotland against England and that's what I think her her strength is I think that her shot selection is not always perfect and I think in the first game against Chelsea there were some good chances that she could have done more with and even actually if you look at the lead up to the goal that Olga scored Martha had a pretty decent chance for a while and and sort of just chose not to take it and there was this moment where you and I mean she was much closer into goal and probably had as little pressure as Olga did and I do feel a little bit like she is less sort of good at those things but at the same time she's going to be scoring the messy crappy goals and she's going to be hassling keepers and getting those ones it's great well especially since a lot of the keepers in the league have proven themselves to be you know they've got a mistake in them lately so <laughs> we may as well take advantage yeah, keepers have not been shining bright in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, anyone that harasses keepers and pushes those mistakes to happen, I think it's they're onto a winner this season. Okay, so let's move on to the second half. Grace Clinton was substituted and Jessica Naz came on on 60 minutes to play down the left. On 64 minutes, Bristol had the ball in our sort of in our area. One of their players was passing out of the goal and in making that pass, the ball hit Evelina's arm at short range, which meant that Bristol got a penalty and Emily Thestrup took it and scored to make it 3-1. Probably not a surprise. Becky's good at many things, but saving penalties is not high in that list. Later, Drew was substituted for Kit Graham on 74 minutes. On 84 minutes, Olga was substituted for Rhea Percival and also Celine for Rosella Ayan. Both Ash Neville and Jessica Naz had shots and decent chances um, and combined quite nicely down the left. Bristol had several times looked quite dangerous on the counter, but they fluffed their chances over and again. And we ended the game with no more goals. So it was a 3-1 victory to Spurs in our first home game of the season. What else do you want to highlight in the game? And I'm... I did think in that second half, it was interesting watching Jess and Kit combine more in the middle. Jess obviously had that great, has that great relationship with Ash, but I think she and Kit were doing really well and we'll come on to see that them see more of that in the next game as well. So I thought that was really interesting. They're both looking like they're getting back to form and nice to see them, you know, obviously having played together quite some time now, having those relationships. It is just nice to see that, I mean, everybody who came in did well, I thought. And 
we've got players who are retiring, um, substitutions being made, and it's not causing us problems this season. I mean, we just look at the bench this season and actually you go, okay, there's some options there this season. Whereas last season, the season before, we were very much looking at the bench going, but there's nobody who's going to do anything. So, albeit Bristol City, not the biggest threat, although I thought, again, we we were less good in the second half than we were in the first, uh, not just through goals scored, but just through you know pressure being applied by Bristol, I think, as well. But again, with fitness and, and all those kind of things, which are still building, I think it's good to see the team getting through that and dropping in form, but not conceding too much and you know the 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 penalty was a difficult one you know Evelyn wasn't going to get out of the way of that I don't think so not much she could do about that really um a good result and we rode it out which is what we need to do this season is is to win those games uh, where we wouldn't have done last season yeah I do think that the bench is going to be really key this season because we are playing a much more pressing style. Um, so I think we've seen in both of the, the league games so far, at least that the starters were starting to tire pretty early on in the second half. So it's really going to be important that we keep everybody fit so that we continue to have a full bench um, and not get into the situation like last season where, you know, it was so sparse and, like you said, we we had no options, really. But I think the players who have come off the bench, especially in this game, Jess and Kit, I thought they made a really big impact um, in terms of like the energy that they brought. And I agree that Ash and Jess have a really good connection. But there were a few times when some of the, the passes were like, I, it was hard for me to tell if it was overhit by Ash or Jess was late making her run. Um, it could have been a combination of both, but hopefully they'll get to play more together um, and improve on that as well. But I also thought that both of the center backs had a much better performance in terms of like their passing, especially. So it's going to be good to see that partnership develop as well, because I mean, last year, it just felt like the center backs were not really bringing much to the game period. Um, not just from the defensive end, but not offering anything on the attack as well. So it was good to see an improvement in that. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I definitely saw some really good long uh, sort of cross-pitch passing, especially from Molly, but also Luana to a certain extent. And there were a couple of occasions, especially in the second half, where Evelina dropped back to allow Molly to carry the ball up the pitch. And Molly ended up with carrying, I think, I don't know if it was the most distance of any player, but she was up in the, you know, relatively high amongst Spurs players in terms of distance she carried the ball. So, yeah, the contribution to attacks of our centre-backs was really important. Totally agree there. And I also, I I sort of wrote about it elsewhere, and I know Harsh has written about it as well, thinking about the difference that in how the team played after Jess came on for Grace up until the 60th minute when Grace was on there most of the attacks came down the right and one of the things you find is that because what Grace does almost always is she cuts inside when she receives the ball so she like basically will receive it from Ash and then cut inside and then the ball will be either or otherwise the ball will start on the right and it will go through Celine and to Drew and so there was this clustering of Celine, Drew and to some extent Grace once she'd had received the ball all in the centre to right area. And then after Jess came on and she played as a much more traditional winger, we had a lot more attacks that were going down the left. And also because of the way she plays, she overlaps, Ash and her like overlap. And so there is Ash is much more involved in the attacking. And so it felt like Ash was playing very differently in the period after Jess came on. 
I totally agree with you that she definitely overhit some passes and it felt like she was trying to overcompensate for not having been involved in that first half. Her statistics for the game are still great, but her passing is definitely her weak spot. And I'm really hoping, because that's what Robert cares about, that he will help her to just like finish off that part of the game. Because other than that, she was still the usual Ash doing some fun things, etc. But yeah, it was notable how just that substitution really changed the patterns of play that we saw and how we were attacking especially. Yeah, but everyone's everyone's great, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, it was nice. I definitely left that game feeling very positive. Although weirdly, afterwards I looked at the XG and interestingly across the whole game, Spurs had racked up just one XG, so expected goals, whereas Bristol had 1.9 expected goals. And what that's telling us is that we are getting pretty rubbish chances, but we're making a lot of them, which is great. It may not be massively sustainable in the long run. And so one of the issues is thinking about what we can do in order to make better chances, as in get into the box a little bit more, not rely on individual, you know, amazing goals from outside the box or crazy mistakes from goalkeepers. I was just going to say on the flip side, their XG shows that we did defend their chances very well. And I think one of the substitutes who actually contributed a lot to that was Rhea Percival making her season debut. I thought she did a really good job of cleaning balls up from the midfield. So yeah, I we just looked way more solid on defense this season so far. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is not actually our defenders. I mean, it is our defenders, but like you say, it's our midfielders and it's keeping the ball. And I think what we talked about all the time last season was that as soon as we had the ball, we turned it over. And so the defense was just constantly under pressure. And the more that we can A, win the ball high, keep it high, get it high quicker and move it away from the defence, it just gives them a breather. And, you know, having a lot of balls, sorry, a lot of players comfortable on the ball is really going to help with that. So we can have defenders playing balls out, whether they're playing them long or short, and just knowing they're not going to come straight back. We said it was going to be an interesting juxtaposition, didn't we, between Chelsea and Bristol City to see how, how we did. And we came out of it good, I think. I think the next two league games are going to be really interesting to combine with what we've done already because they're going to be against sides who we are hoping will be in a similar kind of place to us in in the league. And um, although already looking at the league, there's been some really interesting results and some really uh, surprising things that have happened. Um, But with two games, it's obviously you can't really tell much about anything. So I think after the next two league games, which will mean we're four games in and we've played a variety of teams, then we're really going to be able to look at the league and start to see how it's going to shape up this season so but so far so good we've we've done what's been asked of us we've got close to Chelsea and we've beaten Bristol and we've all come away having enjoyed the football which again like with the men that's a big part of it isn't it that's a big part of being a Spurs fan is enjoyable football and coming away feeling like you've had a good game so just nice for us all to be really excited about the season ahead yeah and like you say in a way we've almost done what we expected at this point because we have lost to the team that lots of people were predicting be champions and we have beaten the team that lots of people predicting would get relegated on the other hand we've done it with an enjoyable football which wasn't necessarily going to be part of those expectations although they were part of our hopes and the next two teams up Brighton and Aston Villa are both teams about whom good things were predicted this season they haven't all they haven't had wholly successful games so far but they are definitely teams who are challenging to be best of the rest and so seeing how we do about against them will be interesting Okay, well, we can see more of that. We will be back to talk about that next week. 
But there was another game in between that and now, and that was our Conti Cup group round game against Reading at home on Wednesday evening. Uh, it's just a reminder, we know Reading very well. We played them four times last season, winning, losing, drawing, and then losing on penalties and winning. So uh, they are familiar opponents, but they are now in the championship. And so, again, it was a game that we were expected to win but expectations always are not always fulfilled and so there was still jeopardy before we get onto the game let's just start with the most important news of the evening which is that brisbane road has now got a scoreboard and a clock as well as its lovely newly laid newly laid pitch so for those of us who go to the games this is critically important um, and I would also just comment that the pitch held out on a very rainy night there didn't seem to be much slipping or sliding or mud obviously it's the first rain of the season so it's not it's toughest test but it does all look good Sean did you have any thoughts about the home environment yeah I mean we noticed the scoreboard at the previous game but it wasn't switched on so we were, is that us because it's right in the far corner um so we're like is that a scoreboard because it looks like one but it's not on so and then it took us all I think a minute to realize that it was switched on for the the, the written game but great to see and uh yeah really uh great for us to be able to see what time we're on and what and remind ourselves where we're at goals wise it just makes that whole experience a little bit more like going to a proper football game really exactly and the scoreboard was kept busy in this game so let's get on to it let's start by thinking about the lineup again and this time we had barbara votikova our new czech keeper in goal uh, the back line from left to right was Esmita Ayl, Shalina Zadorsky, Amy Turner and Grace Pierce. We had a double pivot of Rhea Percival and Angarad James with Rhea named as captain for the night because neither of the two club vice captains, Molly or Olga, started. And Kit Graham was there as number 10. And the front line of Rosella Ryan, Jessica Naz and Zhang Linyan also making her Spurs debut. So it was an almost wholly new team to the one that had played against Chelsea and Bristol. The only constant was Angerad, but she moved from fullback to midfield. So it was kind of like her in a new place. And as I said, we had two new debut, two debutants. So I was quite excited to see all these players, especially knowing that we'd get to see Zhang and Votikova. Were you surprised that there were such wholesale changes? How were you feeling? I think I was kind of expecting some changes after Robert's comments following the, the previous game that though he was taking the competition seriously, he did need to see other players and, and try the squad. And actually looking at the, as we've already said, the, the strength we've got in depth this season is such that looking at that lineup, even though it was our second eleven. I wasn't worried. There were players there that I was like, yes, excellent. You know, they they can do a job and players that I was excited to see back. And then some, you know, we'd seen Grace Pierce play well for us on occasion last season. So we knew she had it within her. Um, so, yeah, just excited to, to see those players coming back and getting some starts from long-term injury and things. And as you say, you know, a couple of newcomers in there to see what they could do and to see what they're going to bring. And a welcome to the Conti Cup, which wasn't actually... A freezing cold evening so it was all good yeah I don't think I had expected 10 changes that's that seemed like a little much but to be fair to every player who was out there I think they really you know took their opportunity to try to impress the new manager and ran with it almost entirely across the lineup I felt like we had good performances out of every player and you know we talked about Reading being a familiar opponent in a literal sense um, in terms of how many fixtures we've had against them but it was a very different Reading team than we were seeing last season in terms of personnel. You know, they've lost key players and I know they were starting several academy kids as well in this game. So 
even though this was technically what you would call our B team, they were still definitely outclassing, I think, the lineup from permitting. So yeah, they got the job done. Yeah, like you say, Caroline, I think Spurs quickly established dominance and we were two goals up in the first half. The first goal was one in which Azmita Ale did pretty much everything except score. After 10 minutes, she stole the ball, dribbled into the box, went round a player and then squared it for Zhang, who just tapped it in. That was, I mean, a perfect debut and just beautiful from Azzy. The second came on 19 minutes. Uh, Shalina picked out Roz out wide. She passed inside to Kit, who was still well outside of the box with a lot to do. And she got a curving shot past the red. I think it was a couple of Reading defenders and the keeper, who I'm looking at it again. I think perhaps the keeper should have done more, but it was a lovely shot and, you know, very happy to see Kit getting that goal. There weren't any more goals in that half. A couple of great ch- chances for Jess to go one on one with a keeper one of them came through a through ball from Angara James and one was something that Jess basically created for herself by intercepting a pass to the centre back after Kit had put pressure on the player who was passing the ball so how did you feel about that half were there any performances you especially want to shout out I mean I think we all uh we all saw Azzy at her really sh- putting her marker down. I think she had a fantastic half. She had a great game, but I think the first half, particularly she was a standout player. And as I as I alluded to previously, I thought that Kit and Jess had a great half as well. Um, some link-up play between them and really exciting to see Kit coming back from injury and, and scoring that goal. Yes, keeper should have done better, but Kit having the confidence to go for it and, and getting that goal is good and only going to improve her confidence, which is great going forward as she comes back from injury. And Jess, as we've said already this season, looks like she is at her absolute best coming back to start this season. She is chivying and harrying and getting stuck in, which she doesn't always do. So we love to see her doing that and travelling with the ball. So for me, those three, um, as Caroline said, I don't think anybody had a bad game, but for me, those three really stood out. Yeah, I can't really add anything to that. I agree totally. And I just think having seen Azmita in this fullback role, it's like, what are we doing? keeping anger at James in the starting lineup. I'm sorry. Like there's just no rhyme or reason for it. So hopefully this was she made enough of an impression to to get a look in for the league games to start in those as well. Cause I I thought she played a really great game and clearly has some good chemistry with, you know, the forward line. And I mean the fact that she was able to to connect so seamlessly with a brand new player who I'm sure has only had like two training sessions with the team so far. That just good to show her quality, I thought. Yeah, with you 100%. It absolutely felt like the game where, as he was saying, okay, you think somebody else is going to play fullback? Look what I've got to offer. And she just showed us. And it was her ball control, her, you know, her carrying the ball. It was the passing. And there was in the first half, there was also this beautiful sliding tackle where she just, you know, she isn't the fastest. And so there was a player who, because she was pushing high, had got beyond her. And it's the sort of thing that that is a defender sliding tackle. It was a properly good one. And that's what you don't get when you have someone who is less of a full on defender playing in that role. So, yeah, I thought she was outstanding. And I think as you were saying, Sean, about Jess, one of the things I really noticed was her strength. And I don't think I've seen her be convincing as a central attacker before. Not fully. And what she was doing was sometimes sort of holding up the ball, but she was receiving it and knocking it straight to somebody else's feet so that play just carried on. So she was a target person, which just isn't something I've ever thought of her as being. So super impressed with her. And like you say, combining with Kit, it was 
it was nice. I was happy. Okay, and specifically, we've kind of hinted about the fact that Zhang Lingyan only had probably two training sessions and we got to see her like chucked in. What were your impressions of her? And I guess Barbara Votikova, although she was maybe doing less in this half, but let's talk about new players as well. Well, like you said, with Barra, I don't feel like we really got to see enough from her in this game. And we're really going to need to see her against a more attacking opponent, I think, to get a sense of her her actual shot stopping ability. I know she made like one save in this game. But yeah, I didn't I just didn't get a huge impression from her period. But with Shang Yan, I was super impressed. I thought she had really great movement, especially like within the box. She was just doing a great job of making herself available to the wingers and also to Kit with their passes. So yeah, I I just couldn't be more impressed with her debut performance, you know, and it, it's great to have lone players come in and be able to make an impact like that. Yeah, and Rachel, you said her, her goal was a tap-in, but there were quite a lot of players around her in the box. And so she actually made it, made it look easier than I think it probably was. So really great to see that. And, you know, as we've seen with the men's team, we've got these players coming in and just fitting in with the squad and seeming just to be able to come on and play, which is really great. And when you think of the difficulties we had at the beginning of last season, finding an 11 who were going to play together and going to work together. It just, just such a change this season to see everybody coming in and working well together and us, and there being, you know, lots of players who could be starting each game. And we just seem to be building on that with every player. And obviously we'll come to the second half, but we're now only one player, um, two players down from who are actually un- unfit. So, you know, when have we ever had that? It's it's just looking good on all fronts. And touch wood, we're going to keep those players fit and uh, the season is going to continue in this vein. I'm touching my wooden desk right now. So for insurance case there. But yeah, I, 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 I think I was just trying to big up Azzy's role because I thought she did a wonderful job in getting the goal in, in um, the assist. It was, you know, like when you say assist, assist can be nothing and something. And this was definitely a something assist. But yeah, Zhang not only was in the right place with all of those players around her, but she'd done that. You know, she was essentially come to the opposite side of the goal from which she'd started on. So again, had the initiative and the speed and the sort of cleverness to know where to be and she was impressive and I'm very much looking forward to seeing what she has off I was a little surprised that she started on the right because I think she has played on the left before and she's I thought slightly left-footed but who knows I trust in Robert to know about his players more than I know about them which is a nice feeling I have to say well I think we are seeing that Robert's getting the most out of the versatility of all the players so far. And, you know, especially when we come on to talking about the second half and having additional subs, you know, we, we've seen pretty much the whole squad at this point. And it doesn't seem to matter who's playing and what position, like everybody's getting a job done because there's a clarity of what the tactics are and what our playing style is. So I think that's that's probably been the most refreshing thing, even more than any of the individual performances for me. Yeah, absolutely. I also did want to just add that we didn't get to see a lot of shot stopping from Barra, but we did get to see that she was pretty decent with her feet because the centre-backs were not quite as polished in this game as they have been in some others, probably because Shalina was just coming back and she was certainly a little bit rusty at the start, but seemed to grow into it and with her passing improved definitely as the game went on and again her and Amy haven't played together at centre back very often so it felt like Barra was just having to be quite alert and she looked alert she seemed confident to you know play the ball quite quickly and so I think she's going to fit really well with the kinds of playing style that Robert has developed. 
Okay, second half. And this is where the goals really came thick and fast. But before we got to the goals, we had a couple of changes, which I think were probably planned from the start. So the first change is that Molly Bartrip came on for Shalina Zadorsky. We knew that Shalina had been out the week before with an injury. So it's likely that I think this was there for two different reasons. One is to give Shalina a little bit of time off, but also I think it was a good thing because it meant that Barra got to play with one of the centre-backs who she actually would be playing with most often in front of her in Molly. I don't know, Sean, you just turned on your off your mic as if you had something to say about this bit. Is there... Yeah, no, just, just Shalina doesn't have an injury. She's been ill, oh, and, she's Ill. which yeah. is what they said. And also... So sitting behind the players during the um, the first game, you could see she was uh, taking some strepsils and things. So clearly just getting over a little bit of a cold. Ah, yes. But I think still, nonetheless, that's probably the reason why this was a half-time substitution and probably not a surprise to either of them that that was going to happen. The other substitution was more of a surprise, although I think probably also planned, in that Lin, um, Zhang Linyan came off. And again, we know she's only just joined up. She's been in the Asian Cup probably makes sense for her to only play half a game. More surprising was that Ramona Petzelberger entered the pitch. And this is the most minutes we have seen from Ramona Petzelberger since she has joined us. You know, across the whole of last season, I looked it up, she actually played 40 minutes, 23 of them in a game in September, and then a few more in May. So this was a bit of a surprise, uh, just to you know, and got us all excited for the second half, which was worth being excited for because within three minutes of the restart, a through ball from Petzelberger found Ale on the left. She dribbled into the box and shot past both a defender and the keeper. That was 3-0. On 56 minutes then, Rhea got the fourth. She initially passed it upfield to Grace Pierce, who won a corner. Kit took the corner, sent it into the near post, and Rhea, all five foot two of her, got her head to it, sending in a looping header over the keeper. The fifth then came when Jess pressured the defender, who made a poor pass. Roz was able to intercept it, square it back to Jess, and she side-footed it into the net. Almost as soon as Jess scored, you saw Willem start to make preparations for substitution. So it very much felt like he was keeping her on just long enough to get the goal, which her performance very much deserved and hopefully a sort of confidence building. But at that point, Martha Thomas came on for Jess, uh, centre forward, and Grace Clinton came on for Kit. That meant that she was playing in the sort of number 10 role. And this is the first time we've seen her in that role because in all the other games she's been playing out on the wing. The final goal of the half came on 72 minutes when Martha Thomas got in on the action. It came after a really fast transition that began when Ros pressed and Rhea intercepted the ball back in Spurs defensive third. Rhea then passed out to Grace Clinton, who turned her player, leaving her on the floor and sent a through ball to Martha Thomas. Martha picked it up, wrong-footed the keeper and shot into the goal. And as we sort of hinted at earlier, this was her third goal in three games, which is kind of Beth England consistency. And this goal was much more Beth England looking, I think, perhaps. It was also sort of the first what we can call shot that she scored as opposed to, I don't know what the other ones were, um, bum shots or, um, yeah. So the game was nearly over at that point, but there was one more substitution. Drew Spence came on for Angerad. After which there was a sort of the fizz seemed to go out of the game. We still saw some chances and actually Reading got marginally more into it. I think in part because they brought on some more experienced players rather than the academy players and ex-academy players that Caroline referred to earlier. And that's when they forced Botikova to make her save, which she handled calmly. 
but no more goals for either side and the game finished 6-0, which is pretty decent. And actually the best score of any game in the Conti Cup group games that evening. So we get that prize, which is worth nothing except a lot of happiness at seeing a lot of goals. So of all of those, which would you like to pick out to chat about? Well, I'll start with the first one. For one thing, to come so quickly after halftime, I think that showed that the team was like immediately switched on from the whistle, which is exactly what we want to see. And Ramona, she's kind of just like a wild card to me. Like, I don't know what to expect from her. And I was not expecting um, this through ball that she sent up to Azzy. Uh, I think it took a slight deflection off of one of the Reading defenders, but still found Azmita and she had a really clean finish for her goal. So that was beautiful to see. I also just really loved Rhea's goal because, as you said, she's not the tallest player. Um, so for her to get that header off was pretty incredible. And I thought Kit deserved a an assist from a corner because she had been putting in some pretty good deliveries all game. So that was nice to see. I'll let Sean cover the next two. <laughs> Um, what I was going to say about uh, Jesse's goal, the uh, selfless pass from Roz, because Roz had a shot on as well. So um, I, whilst some of us might have been sitting there hoping that she was going to pass it to Jess, because Jess's track record in front of goal is slightly uh, better, but it was nonetheless um, great to see Roz passing that ball and, and Jess taking her deserved goal from that game. And Roz did, you know, do an awful lot of running in this game. I think by the end of the game, she really could have done with being taken off because she was clearly uh, <laughs> losing, running out of legs towards the end. So um, lots of work from her. Yeah, just some great, some just confidence building, isn't it, to get those goals. And then, you know, even Grace Pierce getting involved in making things happen and which, you know, she, I don't think she had the best game she's had for us. She felt a bit nervy to me and was making a lot of the sensible easy passes a lot of the time but she was getting involved in some of those attacks as well and and really nice to see that and Rhea getting involved as well um she had so long out and very little time back and then obviously the the drama of the world cup for her um so great to see her getting back and involved and we all know the pressing and the the work rate that she brings to the Spurs team and just yeah lovely to see her back yeah agree with everything you said very happy for Jess to get her goal, definitely. Rhea's as well. She just looks really happy about it. Of course, the stadium announcer announced it as being a, did you say Amy Turner? You just confused people with buns. Betting so. was not happy and was telling the people upstairs to get him to correct himself, which he then did. So yeah, all good. Yeah, it Can was I great. interject to say that I'm loving all the intel I'm getting from those of y'all at the game about Beth England's involvement, like with the chance, And yeah, it seems like she's really locked in despite being injured right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And her involvement in the game from the bench, well, from not even the bench, from the stands is, is great fun to watch as well. And as I say, she did she did start a chant at one point or start singing a song. And, and then Ellie Brazil was clapping along with one of the chants as well. So really actually them all getting involved and it's really lovely to see um, and you know for them all to actually be there because I'm sure in the past when players have been not involved in the match day squad they haven't always been there certainly not behind the dugouts if they have been there they've been up in the special seating up in the gods so really nice to see them all there and kind of being part of the de- the match as well from that perspective yeah they are definitely much more sort of much closer to the team now and they're much closer to the fans and I was sitting sort of just along from Lena Gunning Williams as well, who obviously isn't part of the team at the moment because she's out on loan, but it's nice to see her there watching and supporting on a weekday night. So definitely it felt like there was solidarity across the team and that sort of comradeship that we've seen them do really well. 
We've got a few listener questions and one of them relates specifically to the goal glut. Michael asks, why do you think after a pre-season when we struggle for goals, we've now scored so many? And if we think about that, we scored one, then three, then six in our last three games. What's changed? What's happening to us? Well, first of all, I think Martha Thomas didn't come in until really late on, so didn't play really in the pre-season. So our attacking options were a lot less in pre-season than they have been. I think when we played the lower league opposition, we did see goals. When we played Barnet, we saw a lot of goals. And then I again, should just just to give Michael his credit, he did note that in his question. So uh, he said against WSL officers. So he, I don't want him to think that we aren't reading his question properly. I just didn't say it in my version of it. Sure. And and obviously, we only scored one against Chelsea. League leaders getting anything against them is great. But Bristol are, with no disrespect to Bristol, they're still a transitioning team from Championship to WSL. So we haven't really challenged ourselves against the, those kind of established WSL teams yet. So as I say, next two games are big for that. But I do think um, we have increased our... And also having our debutants joining us, again, not having played any in pre-season, we've got more attacking player there as well so it's all building isn't it and I think it seems to be coming together at the right time yeah agreed and I think just having more training sessions under their belts um, and the actual you know competitive match time which is you know incomparable in terms of actually building that chemistry it just seems like they're finally starting to mesh together and also the two goals that we scored in the the Bristol game besides Martha's goal those were very much like confidence goals. And I think that just comes also with like growing into the season. So Olga having the confidence to take that shot, um, Evelina having faith in her free kicking ability, you know, th- those just come with having more match time, I think. I agree. I also am um, the only thing I'm slightly worried about is that I don't think we are creating enough clear cut chances in our games against WSL. And I think we've got a lot of the ball, we're progressing the ball, we're holding the ball much better than we did last season we're not getting the ball quite into the box and so a lot of our chances are coming from quite far outside the box if you compare where we're shooting to where our opponents are shooting in these games and so they depend on those you know worldies they depend on the confidence goals they depend on those things or the chaos of Martha's goals and I think it's you want to be able to have some of the more certain goals so for example you want to be able to square it in the box for someone to tap it in more often and I hope that that's something that we're building towards and it's about familiarity and patterns and maybe we're getting the patterns built at the back and they're going forward but they haven't made that last pass yet but wait and see I guess. Moving on to another listener question both Rihanna and Michael asked questions which I'm going to kind of boil down into something which is like are there players who we think have done enough in the Reading game to play themselves into the starting lineup for Brighton, or at least to give Robert a headache around selection? Well, I think Azmita is the obvious one that we we already kind of discussed at length, so I'll I'll not dwell on on her. But I do think Jess has been putting in some really great performances from the bench, and if it comes down to a matter of wanting some rotation. Because Grace Clinton, I think, has already played some pretty significant minutes um, out on the wing. So perhaps, you know, giving her a rest to start a game and letting Jess start instead, I would be totally open to that at this point. And then I think Lignon is going to be a really interesting player to bring into the mix now that she's with the team. Because I do think she offers something a little bit different than, for example, what Celine brings out on the right wing. So 
not that I want to bench Celine. I am not saying that. Um, I'm just saying it's it's good to see that we do have some some really quality substitute options as well. Yeah, Robert has a tough job this season <laughs> making yeah. these decisions. Certainly. And I think I'd add to that the Drew kit conundrum as well, because we know that Drew can go missing in games. She's been better this season, but we do know that she's got that tendency within her and I think Kit is coming back on form and can be really creative so and as we've seen if Jess is playing those two have a really good understanding as well so I think I think we need to add Kit to that list as well depending on you know and again it's you know it's all dependent on those initial 11 players but if Drew is not having her best game then I think Kit's a, a good shout for getting a chance as well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's in a way, it's a shame that Evelina and Olga have been so solid because I think Rhea's going to have to push really hard to dislodge one of them at the moment. That might change. And Rhea had a great game, but, you know, they were both getting into game of the weeks from, you know, across the WS, sorry, team of the weeks across the WSL. They were really good in the last game. So I imagine that Rhea's going to continue to get minutes, but not start at least for now. Like you guys, I sort of Jess especially, I really like what Jess is doing. And I, I also have this sense that when when Robert took off both Kit and Jess, it felt like they were players that he knew, he trusted, he understood. He didn't want them to have to play a full game because they were going to be needed at Brighton. And he was taking them off as opposed to other players who he maybe was testing more or knew less about or whatever. I think he, I would guess that he fully trusts those two. I think he also, and it's a mystery how, but he does seem to know Zhang Lingyang. And so I think that, you know, once she is fully up to speed, she is going to be competing on the wing, probably not this game, but in a couple of games time. Caroline, you wanted to come in. Yeah, I just wanted to say that with Rhea, I actually think she brings a lot of value as a substitute because she is such an experienced player that she's someone that I trust to see out games especially if it's a much closer scoreline. So I, you know, I think that can be an important role for a player within a team, even if they're not starting. And she's definitely one of those. But I also think we didn't really see enough from either of the center backs to warrant them breaking into the first team in this Reading match, that is. Yeah, it was nice to see Shalina sort of warming into it. And because I felt like she started off a little bit shaky and then she felt she looked more confident and I fully trust her to come back in at some point. And I, you know, Amy made some good passes as well. And she just isn't my first choice centre back. Yeah. I mean, Shalina's coming back from illness and all, all her troubles of last season. And then obviously less, less than what she was hoping for in the World Cup, I guess. So she's got a lot that she's competing with. And you could clearly tell there were some nerves and some not quite being up to speed to begin with. But as Rachel says, started to show better. And some of her, I mean, some of her ball control is just, you know, just like oh yeah that's that's why she's an international player so I, but isn't it exciting that we're sat here saying look how many players who are second choice we'd be quite happy with starting that's not what we've seen before so that in and of itself is really exciting and I think Ria is one of those players as well who is a versatile player so whilst her best position these days is probably defensive midfield she can do a job on a wing or in defense as well if she's needed so she's she can be used in a bit of a utility way as well so just yeah just really nice to be sad that players aren't getting time rather than wondering who we're going to get to play because there's nobody there on the bench. I know we've kind of hinted at it and we've covered it before, but we had two questions which got at that big thorny issue of right back or actually in this game left back. Kirsty asks, what do you think is the issue of Azmita? 
Robert is seemingly the third manager who doesn't fancy her in the starting lineup and is choosing to play a player from a different position at fullback instead. Maybe it changes after today, she wrote on Wednesday, but just going pre-season league games. And Johannes asks, related perhaps, I think Haz is Robert Villaham's most trusted player, a cornerstone in playing out from the back and that he sees big potential in her. I base it on Robert addressing the team and Haz in video clips and her playing time. What do you think? So obviously Haz has options about where she might play, but in the same way as I said with Rhea, it doesn't look like she's about to dislodge Olga and Evelina any time immediately soon. So we are thinking about fullbacks here. Thoughts? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, Kirsty and I were talking about this at Chelsea, and there's obviously something the managers are seeing that we're not that is, that isn't giving as me to the chances because Rianne, Vicky, and and Robert have not had her as a starting player. But as we said against Reading, she put in a performance that you've got to take some notice. Then Robert did mention her and uh, how well she did in his post match interview, so he's obviously aware of it. It's difficult, isn't it, to know what it is that they can't, that we're not seeing that they are. And Reading are not an opposition, and certainly that Reading side are not an opposition that you're fully testing a player against. So, again, the next two games might be interesting to see if Azzy does play any part in those, how she does in those, because those are going to be the kind of teams that we need to be competing with and we need to be getting results from. And if Azzy can play as well as she did against Reading against those sides, then absolutely, I think we should be looking to bring her in. If not, then maybe we start to see the advantage of has. And, you know, I've been thinking about this in regards to Angerad because when she first signed with us, I was really excited about her, particularly from seeing her in the preseason last year. And I don't think she lived up to my expectations last season. But what I'm hoping is that with this new manager, we're going to see players who maybe didn't have the most successful season last year get back to their best and maybe possibly see some new dimensions to their game as well. So it's like, in theory, I'm not opposed to her trying out this new position of right back. I think it just becomes difficult when you know that there are players who, you know, that is more of their natural position. And I think if we did see Asmita starting on the left, could have Ash back on the right side where we know she's thrived in the past as well. I don't know. It's just a tricky one, but I'm kind of trying to see it from the perspective of trust Robert. He is seeing the players in training every day. And so far, nothing disastrous has occurred <laughs> from these uh, decisions. So yeah, we'll see. But I'm I'm really just overall hoping that we do see players kind of take a leap this season in terms of what they're capable of. So hopefully that'll happen. Yeah, I I can see why he wants... Angerad, you know, she's got a good vision in terms of passing. She probably in that is better than Asmita. Asmita is very progressive. She's great on the ball. Her sort of close range passing is very good. And she works well with many of the players that she is familiar with and with others. And she's obviously creative. I mean, there was one moment in this game where she passed the ball across her back line in a way that could have been risky had Reading been better and she also sometimes seemed to be quite conservative passing backwards but then I think that was partly because she was playing on the same side as Rosella Ryan and Rosella has a habit of drifting inside so she's not in space and there are lots of times when then there wasn't anybody free or easy to pass to so I understood her sort of safety approach there but yeah like in terms of defense 
she is just much stronger. And I was talking earlier about tackling and what we saw in both of the games against Chelsea and against Bristol was that most of the opposition's attacks went down our right, their left, like 40, it was 43% in both games with about 25 and then 27% of attacks going down the other side, which is the side that Ash was on. Now, obviously, most players are going to be probably less good than Ash, but I think that's a really big difference and that's a really big gap. And if we have a weakness on that side and it persists, that teams will know about it and they will try and work it. So on the other one hand, we've got players who can cover. We've got Rhea who can cover. We've got Olga who was like making blocks and stuff and covering for Angerad at times. But that isn't ideal necessarily. And it would be nice to see Asmita having being tried. On the other hand, I did look. I'd completely forgotten how, you know, I knew she's young, but I keep thinking she's getting older. She's still 21. It's mind blowing that she's been with us so long, you know, and that she was really strong at Aston Villa before she came and she's 21. So, you know, I guess she's also progressing. Her game is going to grow, but it's going to grow faster if she plays more. But I also, also, I would really like to see Ash switching to the right. I'm not a big fan of the Ash Neville, Grace Clinton combination. And I like the Ash Neville, Celine Bisset combination. And so I would like to see that one back in motion just because of their styles and how they interplay. But, you know, maybe again, there's things that Robert likes about what's happening. And so I don't know. Just as a quick one to chuck in another question, this time from Ahmed. What are your thoughts on Rosella Ryan's performance lately? Well, you know, we've been a little harsh towards her in the past, sometimes deservedly, but I think she actually had a pretty strong game against Reading. I mean, two assists, that speaks for itself, right? But I think most importantly, it's better for her to be in that winger role than playing a striker. I think we've known that for a long time. Of course, she usually tends to play that position for her national team. So that's a different story. But I just think she's she's pretty good with her decision making when it comes to when to get the ball to her teammates, her passing vision, her timing can be really good as well. It's I think it's just when we're asking her to do that kind of finishing touch of actually scoring the goals is where it kind of breaks down. So I yeah, I thought she had a good game in this match and if that's going to be the role she plays under this new sort of you know formation then that's great i mean i think we've i don't know that she's changed it's changed any really from what we've said in the past about about boys she's a great backup player you can't question her commitment or her desire on the pitch she you know she's a spurs player and and you feel that she feels her presence there and wants to be here she lacks the you know the the best of the touches and the decision making she there's often times when you're like oh is it going to be is it going to be and it's just that final decision or touch that lets her down and 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 we know from the shot perspective she does need a lot of shots before she actually scores a goal so it's it's nothing different we've said we've said all along wing is where we like to see her playing and where she plays best and when she gets space on the wing to run you know it's good fun to watch her do that I don't think she's ever going to be a starting 11 player anymore but I'm quite happy to have her there as a backup player. Well, and kind of going back to what I was saying about Angerad in terms of Robert getting the most out of the players, I think Roz is another one where I'm like, if he could just get her to the point where she's contributing consistently, then that's good enough for me. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't have to be a world beater, in other words. (laughs) Yeah, I think if she more consistently finds the right pass and is able to collect the ball on the wing what we know she's good at is breaking away 
And so that's where she has an advantage over other players. I think some of the other things around her distribution and shot is less good, but there are specific kinds of distribution she's pretty good at, like crossing. So, you know, there are particular ways of playing that suit her style. While we're on the subject of Roz, I guess it's worth highlighting some not great news, which is that obviously we know that Roz plays for the Moroccan national team. And we have just heard this evening that Jorge Vilda, the former Spanish coach, has been appointed as head of Morocco's women's team. That's something that we can talk about at greater length in the future. But I guess at the moment, what we can say is that's probably not great news for Roz or any other members of the Moroccan women's team, especially after they had such a successful World Cup and seemed to be breaking new boundaries. I mean, it seemed yeah. like they were bringing him in as initially as director of football, but then the guy they wanted to be manager under him said, absolutely no way, not going to happen. So they've made him the manager as well. It's It's just very disappointing to me because it feels like a step backwards in their progression you know, as a federation, because they were kind of one of the the federations on the women's side that you look to as one of the more forward thinking ones in terms of how much investment um, and resources they were putting towards their women's team. So it's it's very disappointing to see them make this decision and and basically erase all of that progress. I mean, we've seen that coming, haven't we, since the end of the World Cup, the decision to fire their existing manager or not renew his contract or whatever it was they were saying it was, they seem to be taking steps backwards. And I guess you can argue that the manager who won the World Cup is a step up, but not when you look at how he did that and and where he came from to do that. So, yeah, disappointing and great to see that the Spanish women are achieving certain things within their own situation, but it's not being replicated across the game at the moment and that's where real growth is when that situation doesn't only have um, ramifications with within the game that it 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 was in but it then highlights the situation across the game and we start to see changes across it and that's not happening yes and I think we just have to again it's always worth saying again how amazingly impressive the Spanish women's team and actually Spanish players across their leagues have been in organizing themselves collectively And that's what's produced the results, and not just in terms of their national team, but meanwhile, at club level, they've had an industrial dispute where they went on strike and they improved the pay agreements that were in place in the country. So organising works. That's, I guess, the moral of that one. And collective organising is important. Join your trade union. Get yourself organised. Back to football and locally, beyond Spurs, there were two other teams in our group in the Conti Cup, Bristol and Southampton, who played each other. They drew their game, but because draws aren't allowed in the Conti Cup for some weird reason, it went to penalties and Southampton took it. There weren't many surprises elsewhere, except that we saw the two teams who are surprisingly currently top of the WSL, Liverpool and Leicester, playing each other for sort of supremacy. And it was a game in which Leicester came out on top. And so I guess we can now say Leicester are the best team in the WSL, at least up until this point. But there isn't a lot of time to go into depth on that. And hopefully after game three in the WSL, which for us is away at Brighton, we are going to have a little bit more time to talk about not just our game, but how the whole league is shaking out. Until then, that is it for us. Uh, please follow us on social media, etc. We are N17 Women on Twitter or X or whatever it's called. And until we see you again, come on you Spurs. Mm-hmm.